So I realized that when uh, I I was uh, messaging you guys earlier, I used uh, the hashtag no tears. And then I looked at it again. Not and, ears. And it also says not ears <laughs> or it could also say note arse. So. <laughs> yeah, I really did think it was not ears. <laughs> like, I don't get it. It just didn't make any sense. It's like a Rorschach <laughs> test of like where your headspace is. That's true. You see what you want to see. That's know? right. right. Clearly, so I Colson's couldn't read. Been... Yeah, I couldn't read no tears at that moment because I couldn't right, read through my cr- tears. Yeah, you'd be crying. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna land that Johnson's baby shampoo sponsorship. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hashtag no tears. That's what big money is. Ready to start doing the ads right now. I'm ready. I'm trying to figure out what a not ears uh, ad campaign would look like. (laughs) Or note arse. I guess that one's about somebody's butt. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy. Not ears is like uh, anti uh, funnel cake campaign. (laughs) <laughs> Solid. down with elephant ears <laughs> bane of our existence yeah oh all those poor elephants <laughs> yeah you know like um yeah I, no state fairs this year yeah you know one of the other many casualties of coronavirus yeah no tilt whirl. Who's thinking of the carnies right now? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's another sector of the economy that just mm-hmm. swept under the rug. And I grew these huge tomatoes. I'm not winning any prizes this year. Oh, no. Maybe they're doing that as on Zoom or something. <laughs> But like people could just do like really big close ups of their small tomato. This thing's forty scandal of the century. A cherry tomato. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have something uh, next to it for scale. I think. Okay. Yeah, but you could just yeah. You, you can yeah. manipulate that. A, min- a miniature Nothing chair from like a dollhouse <laughs> that you stick the, the tomato next to the chair. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you just make a miniature like ruler that's like has all the specific marks and put it next to it. Like laser etch that bad boy. Uh let's see. Yeah, you can looks like you can buy some fake rulers. Oh, Add to my collection. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Trick Ruler 5-pack. You can buy it on Amazon, so you can get our uh, uh, referral. But it makes everything 33% bigger. I've, I've had those for years. Oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> See, baby? I told you. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> We go off the rails already. We don't want to talk about the game. Yeah. All right. Hashtag let's, what let's, about uh, the carnies? Yeah. <laughs> Just a mirror image of our team. We just went straight off the rails to start. That's, 
That's right. That just means we're going to have a great second half. Rally back exactly. in the second half. It's equivalent of just letting Duncan Robinson just you know start the game with some 30s. Yeah. Spot him 15. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is August 23rd, 2020, and this is episode 468. This show, we're going to discuss game three of the Pacers Heat first round matchup. We're going to take a look around the league. We've got a stat of the week and an undegoogleable for you as well. Joining me are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital. Washington, D.C. It's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to you guys for uh, being there with me through this agonizing week of Pacers basketball. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? It's Thirsty Sunday, day of our Lord. God help us. and from boise idaho out west it's our enforcer john harper what's going on fellas shouting out left turns it's the 500 today oh Oh, that's right wow those those cowards wouldn't let 250,000 people into the the raceway this year so that seems strange i wonder why i don't don't know (laughs) That, the plan was that they were going to go for it up until a couple weeks ago. No kidding. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. real. It was it was not that long ago, and then it, it, they they made it a, a, a quick left turn and said, you know what, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not. Maybe that's not a good idea right now. Yeah, yeah. So the language had been like, of course we're doing it, of course we're doing it, and then it came the day they said, yeah, we're not doing it. <laughs> They they did make the right decision. Good for um, them. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to the infield. You know that's just a petri dish. <laughs> even without corona. Dish with, even without, without corona. <laughs> on its own, it's <laughs> bodily fluids are just passed around like <laughs> cheap currency there, you know? Well, before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theundebeatables.com slash Amazon, any shopping uh, for uh, uh, will we'll, uh, help support what we do. If you need to buy a gag ruler or anything like that, uh, uh, that's how you can do it. So, gentlemen, game three of the Pacers Heat matchup. 
was yesterday afternoon. Uh, Pacers lose this one, uh, 115-124. Um, you know, we had some bright spots on the Pacers side. Malcolm Brogdon was great, 34 points, 14 assists, 7 rebounds. TJ Warren, you know, pretty respectable, 23 points. Old Depot uh, looked pretty good at times, 20 points, but... It it was just not enough. Uh, Miami was was strong, you know. Pacers uh, started off uh, slow as they had been, um, you know, and and, and took a almost twenty point uh, deficit into halftime. Uh, Heat were just raining threes on us. Um, there was a change in the starting lineup. Justin Holiday, you know, we had discussed this last show that, that we we thought there should be one, and there was. Uh, Justin Holiday was the start over Aaron Holiday. Um, but it wasn't it, it wasn't enough. The Pacers made a good run in the second half. Really, this was this was I think in, intentionally done to to uh, bring back the fans that had checked out. Um, and Jason, buddy, I am so sorry. The way you watched this game is I think the worst I could think of. Uh, what what was your experience for the game yesterday? Well, yeah. So three uh, thirty start. So I actually was um I was at work and then came home, but was taping the game. So like caught up pretty quickly um so it's kind of nice i got to speed through that uh half where we did refuse to put a hand in anyone's face um, yeah and our and our brilliant coach uh decided that the way to stop a jump shooting team is to go into a zone <laughs> to give them more wide open looks it doesn't make any sense anyway at some point miles turner got angry which was good and started playing well and hard and mm-hmm. the team came back and then uh, my wife and I had uh, dinner plans, and this game took forever because the referees decided to put so Miami foul calls so on the line fifty-two calls. times. I thought it was a misprint. I mean, I felt like a lot of calls, but fifty-two is outrageous. It's so, so, so the game started the at three thirty. We didn't have to leave right. for uh, dinner until six fifteen or six thirty. Well, the game the game start was delayed a little bit because I think the previous game had gone long, so that pushed it back even a little bit. Sure, also. sure, that's fine, that's fine. But I figured a, a solid three hour buffer, I'd <laughs> sure. get my game in. <laughs> but no, but no. So I, so anyway, I was watching up to like the four minute mark. Pacers are down two. I'm like, all right, I can just pause it here. I'm going to go into radio silence. Nobody that we're at dinner with is going to you know spoil this for me. And then come back and watch the game. And so I go to dinner. We're, you know, it's good. We're socially distanced, picnicking in the backyard. It's good to see people. In the back of my mind, there's this 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 well of optimism and hope um, that the Pacers had have crawled back, and it's going to be this epic thing. <laughs> so finally, I come home and watch the last four minutes of us just squandering possessions, uh, refusing to get defensive rebounds, and losing by nine. It's. Uh, yeah, I would. I was so. I am still quite angry at that point. I mean, you got two hours of happiness that you otherwise would not have had. I, <laughs> I'm actually kind of jealous at this point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, okay. I like that. I'll look at it that way. I like that. That's we good. only had like you know two minutes to enjoy that. <laughs> you got two hours. <laughs> I mean, so, so so excuse my language, but what the actual fuck? What was that? What was that? Well, so um, they uh, interviewed uh, Slick Leonard at halftime, and he was so angry. He was like, "Look that one." He was like, (laughs) "So 
He's like, so so we decided to change our plan and start switching on the pick and roll to defend the shooters. We get burned just a couple times, and then we just give it up. And now we're zoning, and now we're chasing guys around over the top. He's like, what are we doing? He was just, he was outraged. Um, he just was like, look, if you got a plan, stick with your plan. Or don't have that plan. Don't confuse the whole thing. Like, the guys don't know what's going on if there's a million different options. He was just beside himself the way we decided to play these guys defensively. I mean, as Joey correctly noted, it is impossible to defend our plan if we don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Next level coaching. <laughs> Planless. I mean, basketball. it takes a special level of talent to um, put a jump shooting team on the line 52 times. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I, Look, Jimmy like, Butler how did that even was happen? Jimmy Butler was 17 of 20 from the line. Look, I. I don't like to talk about officiating that much, and usually it's about the team that's more aggressive gets the calls, and that's the case in this this game. But this was a poorly ref game. You know, we had to challenge a, a play in the second half where Miles Turner clearly gets fouled, um, but they call it on Miles Turner for his arm being pulled into uh, Olenek's face because he's Kelly being Olenek. fouled. Uh, couldn't stop hitting himself in the face. Just the, <laughs> exactly. just the worst. Like, I mean, th- this is how most of the calls went for us all day, you know? Um, and I guess the spoils go to the aggressors, but I mean, it, this was very poorly officiated. I was upset by that. Um, I, I, you know, fans of the show will uh, recall last game, uh, how disappointed I was in the effort of these, of this team uh, was questioning the heart of this team. Um, I must say I was very pleased by the second half. This this second half reminded me of, of why I love this Pacer team. They don't give up, and they scrap. Um, they were hamstrung by a terrible, uh, you know, offensive and defensive scheme, um, and they also had to spot the other team 18 points going into the second half. But this team scrapped and crawled and got within two, um, you know, with just four minutes left. So uh, shout-out to the guys. I thought uh, they showed energy and effort, at least in that second half. Um, still don't know why the bench didn't play enough. Um, yeah, uh, Malcolm Brogdon was brilliant. I guess those are my major thoughts. Harper, I so last the last show after Game Two, I I was talking a lot about uh, why is Tyler Hero allowed to do what he he did, and he did it again. He got twenty points off the bench, and he was uh, uh, he was destructive against us. Why did they let him do that? Like, why not put a body on that guy? I, I, I don't know. We lost the scouting reports on Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero this week somehow. I mean, when you look up and down the box scores, like, we did a pretty good job on Jay Crowder and everybody else on their team murdered us. Right? I mean, we didn't stop anybody. <laughs> I thought I thought Bam Adebayo had, like, a good game, but not, not like, you know, I'm worried about him going off on. I thought he was you know, above average, but not, you know, he was like the, he, he didn't hurt us as badly as he had yeah. in other games. We held him to 22, 11 and five instead of 30, 15 and 10. Exactly. <laughs> right. And on uh, the key possessions of the game. So the Pacers had uh, pulled it to within two. The score is 114 to 112 with two minutes and 21 seconds left. 
Miami comes down, um, Pacers play decent defense, force a bad Goran Dragic shot, but cannot get the rebound. Bam right. Adebayo does. Kick it back out. Uh, Jimmy Butler shoots a three, misses wildly. Uh, nobody even attempts to put a body on Bam Adebayo. He gets the rebound and then gets fouled. Goes to the line, makes two. Okay, fine. That's bad, but you're still, you know, it's a four-point game. Uh Pacers come down, scrambled offense. Jimmy Butler just destroys T.J. Warren under the hoop for a reverse layup. Then the Pacers actually rally, play good defensive possession, um, actually force a missed shot but don't secure the rebound yet again. Despite that, Miami, still they force a 24 um, shot clock violation. So, okay, so you're down four. You're Nate McMillan. You say, okay, there's less than a minute left. I need to call a timeout. I need to call the play. <laughs> yep, the play we've going. been working on all week. This is the play. For crunch. This is the this is the play. All my guys are here. We're firing on all all cylinders. I've had this and in my back pocket. This is for the season. And we inbounds the ball, and it looks like zero players on the floor had any idea what was supposed to be going on. I, I mean, I feel like Malcolm Brogdon knew. And then that was it. And, and so, then they didn't give him the ball. <laughs> He's like, nope, <laughs> he got court, the ball, like, and then he gave what? it to TJ Warren, and then who then we, tossed it and to then TJ Warren? And then loses. Well, the ball. I thought I thought uh, was that the one where Miles Turner stepped in front of Oladipo, or was that a different play? No, that was a different. That was okay. a different horrible play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the one. It looked like it was supposed to be like a Brogdon Turner high pick and roll action on the right side of the court, and somehow it ends up. Warren on the left side of the court. And yeah, it was just ne- nothing. Driving happened. into traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oof. just just utterly disappointing. Like, Oof. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, uh, I mean, Oladipo missed two Im- Im- really uh, important threes down the stretch. But, I mean, they weren't well-drawn-up plays. It was just him trying to be a hero. Like, what, like why aren't we getting guys free? We just, we just haven't been able to do that. We haven't been able to – we don't – because we don't run plays. I mean, that's, that's, you know, I mean, my, you know, my compliment to this team is that they played harder. The The problem is they still did way too much dribbling. You know, I mean, that, that didn't change. It's not like but, we were like, oh, well, trying to dribble around these guys and dribble into traffic doesn't work. Let's do a little bit more. We did a little bit more in this game, but I still thought it was way too dribble heavy. For sure. For sure. I mean, it seems like we have a plan A at some level. We run some action, but... Miami knows the four plays that we run. And so they disrupt that first action. And then there's nothing. Then people are just like, I made my one run. Now I'm sitting in the corner. I'll just stand here and wait for my guy to beat his guy off the dribble, which sometimes that happens. And it, you know, it worked out. And the Pacers had stretches of good play in that second half. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, but you're right. It was, it was completely dependent on dribble penetration and individual guys beating their man one on one. Uh, which Brogdon did a wonderful job of mm-hmm. uh, in this game. We, we, he but he also had to play 42 for sure. minutes. And, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's been there for him all, se- all series too, right? I mean, it's not like we were doing anything that exotic. <laughs> we right. were just like, Brogdon's better than his man, right? And we went right. out and maximized that matchup for ourselves, which, I mean, I guess it took us three games to get in the mode to figure that one out, but... <laughs> Apparently, like, <laughs> Dragic's not a very good defender. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they really went after him. 
Yeah. I mean, how can you not, right? Especially if he's going to well, be burning you on the offensive end of the Right, especially well, if he's going to light he, you up for 20 or more every game. Yeah, he's just, uh, I mean, if he's just going to let it go on the defensive side, he's going to, you know, he was uh, 5 of 10 for 3 this game, 24 points. You know, I mean, for for me, he was like the, the guy making the back-breaking shots. Like, every time you feel like you're getting back into it, you know, it's just another three. And I don't remember him being that great of a three-point shooter, but uh, here we are. Mm. Yep. It felt like everybody was hitting threes, you know, yesterday. I mean, In the first half, they in. were. I mean, there was one point where they were, what, 10 of 16 from the from the range or something like that. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, like, like you were saying, Slick was saying a lot of them uncontested and Chris Webber was noting it on the, on the telecast, even early on when the Pacers were like somehow hanging in, in that first quarter for much of, he was like, this is not good. Like They got to do better than this. And he was right. So, yeah. I mean, I agree that our effort was better in the second half, but you can't go into a must win game against a team that doesn't have Andre Drummond and lose the rebounding battle by 18. Right. And expect to come out of that building with a W. Like, there's there's just no way. Nope. 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 Uh, so this brings me to the, the big point that I wanted to sort of express my frustration, which is, is so we had a, we had, did a podcast maybe two weeks ago now where we talked about, you know, the most open secret in the NBA is, is Nate McMillan's uh, coaching position, right? Zach uh, Lowe mentioned it on his podcast or whatever. Um, and then the following week, the Pacers decide to extend Nate McMillan. I suppose to s- squash these rumors or do something, provide some stability. And at the time, I said, you know, why do this? Why don't we wait and see how this guy does in the playoffs? Because it doesn't have the most excellent playoff track record. Um, and so now, you know, we've, there's obviously one more game to play. So who knows? The guys could rally. Sabonis is, is going to the bubble. Um, maybe that's going to inspire the guys to, you know, be the first team to come back from a 3-0 deficit. But ostensibly, this is a sweep. And this is the third time that Nate McMillan has been swept out. The Pacers and Nate McMillan have been swept out of the first round in the last four years. Like, where where are the building blocks that you're looking at as a as a front office and saying, like, yes, this is the guy to take us forward? I mean, unless there's some outstanding, <laughs> you know, gameplay coming up here in, uh, you know, four, five, six, and seven. There's going to be some real tough questions in the exit interviews this year. I mean, there's just no two ways about that. Um, I mean, if Nate McMillan's calling card is supposed to be, you know, his defense and having mm-hmm. his guys prepared, this series certainly wasn't that. I mean, not a great way to celebrate your extension. I see this kind of result on the floor, right? Yeah, and, you know, um, I thought, you know, one of the things that this team has um, shown is um, the sort of resilience. Uh, they've come back from a lot of deficits this year. Um, they 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 do play tough and scrappy, and a lot of that is Nate's identity. But but yet yeah, we're we're not pre- you know the idea that we're prepared is 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 not necessarily the case. <laughs> I mean yeah. you know we don't have the tools right. We're not um, there doesn't seem to be. Um, a ton of game planning for these things that we're just winning it off 
off sort of internal metal, you know, of some sort. Like I, I, um, I think you do have to wonder whether um, this man's capable of, of coaching his way out of a first round series. And, um, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate Nate the more that he's, the longer he's been our coach, the more I've appreciate sort of the toughness of this team, but we just, we weren't prepared for this series and uh, we've been out coached and embarrassed. I, I, in my mind, I mean, this is, this, this should be embarrassing to, to the coaching staff and to the, to the team. Um, there's no way we should be swept by the heat. I'm not saying they're not a little bit better, um, but we're not this bad. No, not at all. And, and these sweeps where we're getting swept out of the, the first round, it's not as if we're the, um, the eight seed going up against a historically great, uh, NBA team, you know? Like we've been the five, we were the five seed last year. We're the four seed this year. Like these should be the most competitive first round matchups, and we're we're getting swept out of these series. Like yeah, I mean Orlando won a game. Why can't we win a game? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's Good a shocking question. result, right? <laughs> Orlando's oh. gonna push the Bucks harder than we're gonna push the Heat. Oy, yeah. oy, 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 oy. I mean, yeah. I, unless there's a major turnaround, the autopsy this off season is just gonna be brutal, right? Well, well, I mean, what what has to happen is what we've called for on this podcast multiple times is that we have a uh, a, an assistant coach in Dan Burke who is who is a savant at getting defenses ready to play, and we need an equivalent of that to run the offense because Nate McMillan cannot handle that job. I'm I I agree that I I think he does a great job of getting his guys ready, and we the thing that I love about watching this team is they they come come to the arena every night and play hard and compete. That's what makes watching this team fun. Right. What I would love to add to that is some level of sophistication on the offensive end to, uh, to, to maximize <laughs> that effort in these situations where, you know, the other team is coming with maximum effort as well. Mm-hmm. Right. That tends mm-hmm. to happen in the playoffs, right? It's not right. enough to just bring your lunch pail to work. You got to actually outplay a playoff team for and you know and out execute, yeah. you know, yep. <laughs> and inbound the ball. I mean, it certainly <laughs> does help. And get a GD rebound. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't so sad, the breakdowns at the end of the game would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, predictions uh, is this a sweep is, is is there any hope that we uh, we win one push this to five just for fun or is everybody ready to go home Harper I'll let you, you handle that one first I, I mean there's always a chance but I, I mean <laughs> not a very good one I mean down 3-0 I mean we can't put 48 good minutes of basketball together when we're, you know, at zero, zero. I don't see how we're going to do that at three, zero. Uh, and even if we do, I don't know what we really earn with it. Um, I, I don't expect these guys to roll over. I really don't, but you know, the heat have done everything better in this series. So I don't have any reason to believe that they're not going to, not going to take this in a sweep. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, 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 I think that our guys have pride. I think that they're competitors. They'll come out and they will play hard. But I think that the Heat will do that too. I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas. And unless we, unless they're napping, I don't think 
we're going to beat them. Uh, Joey, what about this 630 tip? Does it help us? Does it get us back on more of our biorhythm? No more of these <laughs> early morning that games that are throwing us off? I, you know, I don't know that that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, here's, here's to hoping. No, I, I appreciate uh, your, your optimism, but uh, I mean, I don't know that that's going to make a difference, but you know, like Jason, I think you're right. Like, you know, a Spolster led team is not going to, they're going to, they're going to be prepared. Um, they're not going to take up, but you know, look, I think our guys could take one, you know, it's embarrassing for them to get swept too, you know, to say, you know, let's, uh, let's kick some ass see where it takes us and and um you know cuz i think this was the best game they've had you know the box you know the Colson, what do you think about the box score was it insulting yeah, joey Oof. joey you can't, you can't ignore the first half you can't ignore the first <laughs> focusing on uh 21 minutes of play and that's i will agree yeah. that that was the best 21 minutes this team has played in this season yeah 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 but you have to look at the game in its totality well the second half, the most recent half of basketball was the best <laughs> half of basketball that they've played in the playoffs. Yes, sure. yes. Uh, and maybe, uh, they, you know, maybe that's something we could build on. Maybe we've learned some stuff, right? And then um, maybe we do come out with some pride and, and we, um, we, we don't want to get swept. And um, all the lessons we learned from that second half. And then there is a potential that uh, we get some bonus back for game five. And the whole series turns on its head. Yeah, I mean that's what we, that's the best case scenario is that. Um, but man, we're uh, this is a this is an uphill. Yeah. Uh no uh, team has ever come back from three zero deficit in the NBA. Is that correct? That is correct. I don't think this flawed team is going to be the first. <laughs> you don't see no. some. Some 2004 Red Sox in, this, <laughs> in our makeup. Here's to hoping. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it'll be a a, a solid performance. Uh, Do we know even if we extend this to a game five is? Sabonis going to be able to play? I feel like I've read conflicting reports. Yeah, like, so it sounds like that would be just the best case scenario. He's back in the bubble, um, and he's got a quarantine, so. They're saying right now, at least the team is, that he's just there to support his his guys. Um, that there's no plan for him to come back. But based on the um, him having to quarantine, he would be available for Game Five. So that's that's why there's some speculation that maybe this is just we'll just bring him back. But it's that's not very likely. Yeah, I don't know how good a, an idea that would actually even be. Anyway, like yeah, what's the rest point of the guys' feet risking injury at this point? I mean, yeah. Learn what you can about your team or without Sabonis <laughs> and try and figure out how to, what, what, what you're doing in the offseason going into the next year, right? I mean, well, I mean, this whole team, this whole team pretty much is coming back, right? We've got all these guys <laughs> under contract, thought. you know, um, not only the team, but also the coach. Everybody's under contract. So, um, uh, you know, after this point, you know, run it back. Why not? I mean, we're a, we're a better a, te- we're a better team with with Sabonis, and we're a sure, better yeah. team with a and Oladipo is going to get his handles back, and you know, Miles um, Turner will be a year older. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I did like the you know look look uh, a healthy Sabonis 
uh, a healthy Oladipo, and um, you know Miles Turner playing with the chip on his shoulder that he had for part of this game. Um, plus, you know Brogdon and, and Warren. I mean, that's a, a formidable lineup. So uh, they can overcome, you know, the the coaching impediments that they have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh dear. Anyway, let's just we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, hope for the best, and then um, we got some other, you know, other games that we can watch too. So. <laughs> Yeah, let's get playoffs. primed on these other series because it's <laughs> about all the basketball we're going to be watching. Yeah, I don't, uh, uh, I don't know much more. What more we have about add about, about this? Uh, so, I think it's time we take a take a quick break. Um, we'll come back in the second half and we uh, we'll talk about the rest of the league and uh, some stats and some undergoogables and all that good stuff. We'll check back in a few.
Right, we are back from the break. The first thing I got to talk about here, gentlemen, is my stat of the week. This one's special. This one's special. I uh, I was reading an article uh, this past week and found something that I feel like we've discussed in uh, some of our undegoogables. So, Jason, this is a biology one. So mm, fun. Um, but I think we'll all be interested. You know, we talked sometimes in the past about. You know, different animals and, and, and being like different ways that they, uh, you know, sort of uh, have evolved to um, deal with predators, particularly rabbits. You know, like, you know, how do they how do they not get eaten? You're just a prey animal like you are bottom of the food chain. Uh, everything's going to eat you. Um, You're most Delta. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some studies done saying uh you know some some animals have uh, uh come up with patterns on their fur uh that look kind of like eyes from the back mm. uh so when they're standing somewhere you you're 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 eating you know you're eating your grass or whatever that someone <laughs> you know the predator sees it and they say oh they see me i'm not going to i'm not going to go after him nice mm-hmm. so in botswana <laughs> what they've decided to do is uh they've painted uh, eyes on cows' butts. I saw this, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and it's worked really well because uh, lions uh, have been uh, attacking the the cows, and so um, in the studies that have been done, zero cows that have eyes on their butts uh, have been killed. <laughs> and in the same herd, there are other ones. You know, to to control it, there's been some that. That were not painted or had different, you know, different patterns painted, um, and some of those have been killed. Not many, but uh, uh, none of them with eyes on their butts have been killed. Mm. Wow! This puts a new, new uh, meaning to the phrase "eyes" in the back of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. The, it is the, known as the, the eye cow technique. <laughs> the great thing is, if you look at pictures of these things, like the eyes, it's not even like proportional. Eye size like these these huge eyes, (laughs) but it works. Yeah. So was that stat zero, Joey? Is that what the stat was? Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Zero cows. Zero cows killed with eyes on their butts. Yeah. When they are using the eye cow technique. (laughs) Anyway, you know, there's and there's some some questions like. You know, will will the predators adapt to this in the future? You don't know. So, are they going to realize that they've been had by you know a, a bucket of paint? <laughs> I don't know. It's like wily e. coyote, whatever. What's that? Yeah. Wily e. coyote. Wily e. coyote. Wily. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the job of painting eyes on a giant cow's rear is like a dangerous position? Hmm. You would think. Well, they have a picture of it here, actually, how they do it. So they put they put the cow into like you know they can run them into those like like a shoot pen, basically yeah. shoot the same way that they like brand them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, shout out to uh... shout out to Botswana, the... yeah, the Botswana, Botswana Predator Botswana. Conservation Sh- Trust. Shout out, yes. and and for supporting local artists, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, we like do want to talk about this combination set of the week and culture shout out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do. 
All right, gentlemen, uh, we want to take a quick look at the rest of the playoffs. Uh, they have been going on as well. Um, it's it's fast and furious, you know, three, three or four games a day. Um, uh, but the nice thing is they're, none of them overlap so because uh, they only have three courts to work with. So uh, there's basically games start at 1 p.m. every day, uh, you know, seven days a week. And uh, you're watching basketball till 11 p.m. or whenever they shut down. So, um, so let's look in the East. Uh, the first, uh, the first seeded team, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, did drop one to uh, the Orlando Magic, um, but um, they have rebounded and are now up two to one, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything to say about the uh, that series right there? No, I mean as we mentioned in the first half, that the shocker was Orlando stealing game one but it seems like milwaukee has kind of yeah figured things out the last couple games have been blowouts um does raise some concerns if you're a bucks fan going forward um of course they and they they play the winner of the uh heat pacers series um so they'll get a lot of rest you know after the pacers make this seven game series come back right and catch a tired team yeah, it seemed like Orlando just got a little lucky in game one and just was bombing threes. They were just on fire. Uh, normally something Milwaukee does very well with their length is defend that three-point line. Um, yeah, they, they've righted the ship. I, I doubt they're dropping another one in this series. They look tough, right. and Giannis is a giant, giant human. Still true. Colson, you've been going deep on this series. No, I mean, I agree. Like, I, it's almost like Milwaukee got caught. I mean, they weren't playing well in the bubble. And, right. you know, Orlando just came in and hit them with playoff intensity. And they were like, oh, right, yeah. we have to play harder. Um, yeah. And we should defend the three-point line and things like that. And they righted the ship pretty yeah. quickly. And then they did that. Um, <laughs> right, and then they just did yeah. that. Right. So, uh, so yes. they, had, they they created a new plan and then they implemented that plan is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's very novel um, <laughs> for us here on the pod. We're setting oh, but yeah, this, this... passive aggressive. This one we I think we all predicted a sweep and uh, this one's going to be the uh, the douchebag sweep. It is. It's headed yeah. that way. Looks like it. Uh, the next one, Toronto, Brooklyn, this one, uh, Toronto is in the firm control three games to zero, uh, pretty much what we had, uh, 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 Harper, you're, you're tracking the, uh, the stats that, that ever, how was the Toronto, uh, Brooklyn series? We all picked the Raptors. Uh, Joey, you and I had a sweep in this, uh, John and Jason went five games, uh, oof, oof. Not feeling good about that now. I I knew there was going to be a douchebag sweep. I just picked the wrong series. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. I I I love this Toronto team, and I shouldn't have uh, questioned their um, ability to be ready for this and not caught off guard. Right. I mean that that's that's what happened to the Bucks. They're like, oh, we're just so much better, and like, oh, we, we don't even have to play that hard to win. The Raptors came out playing championship level basketball in the opening round. They just look fantastic. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and kudos, uh, Nick Nurse was awarded Coach of the Year um, yesterday, I believe. So, 
Well deserved. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, super well deserved. And of course, he had his team ready to play. They they are defending their championship, and that's just something I'd love to see. So yeah, bad I respect really, for the old Raptors. at this point. Um, now that it seems like the Pacers' odds are are slim, one of the things I would love to see is a Toronto uh, Clippers finals and mm. with Toronto coming out on top. Like, There'd be some storylines there. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, with PG, uh, like, just airballing a game winner yeah. in Game yeah. 7. <laughs> you guys saw what uh, championship, championship Chuck said about playoff P, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him Championship Chuck because he never won a title. Uh, the third series, 3-6 matchup, it's uh, uh, Boston-Philadelphia. Uh, this one, same same story. Boston's up 3-0. Uh, they look firmly in control. Uh, Harper, where, where are we on those picks? Uh, Joey's looking good for you here, buddy. You're the only one who had the season a sweep in this series. Um, the doctor and I had five, and uh, Colson very generous to uh, the 76ers. <laughs> had the season six. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, you know, the 76ers have sh- shown that they can play well enough to win. It hasn't been a super, it's not like it's a bunch of blowouts, right? They're there. Right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Boston is just, their execution down the stretch um, is just excellent. They're getting pr- production up and down their lineup. Uh, just a really well-coached team. Uh, no surprise there with a couple of uh, amazing stars. I forgot Jason Tatum's 22 years old. I'm Ugh. annoyed by how good that dude is. Yeah. I, I, I Down the stretch, these games have been close. And, and you're right, uh, Harper. They the, uh, the Celtics are executing. And um, the Sixers just start, like, fighting each other. And, like, they just start, like, blaming each other. And these it's, it's amazing to watch them kind of melt down. Uh, emotionally in real time <laughs> in real time <laughs> well it's, there's there's nobody steering that ship right so <laughs> right. it, it yeah. makes sense that there's a, a mutiny every time yeah so. and the uh you know joel Embiid as as captain experiment is not going great um you know when he gets down in the painted area i mean the guy's basically unstoppable but pretty much everybody in this league that just aren't guys who can guard him but the problem is he just doesn't have the tank for 48 minutes of that, right? I mean, right. he just right. – by the second quarter, the guy's already drifting out to the three-point line. And while he can shoot that, that's not how he makes his money, right? right. Yeah. If you're a Celtics fan, yeah, yeah. and I I cheer every time Joel Embiid makes a three. Almost especially if he makes his first one because yeah. it's like, yes. He's, he's, he's going to shoot up seven. Seven or eight of those bad boys. Yeah. yeah. They were showing his record when he takes more than like two threes. And it's like they're 500 if he takes more than two threes in a game. And like, mm. you know, they win 70% for what is, of their games if he doesn't. Yeah. For for what it's worth, they, these two teams are playing as we speak. And it's a close one. Uh, Sixers are up five late in the second quarter. So. Also, want to give a quick shout out. I just found this today, but uh, uh, Batiste Thibble has been uh, doing a sort of documentary series uh, from the bubble. Um, it's on YouTube. It's called "Welcome to the Bubble," uh, but it's pretty cool. It's like the inside look at uh, what's going on. Um, I, I, I've heard really good things about the the series as a as a 
in the totality, but I've only seen the, the first one. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I actually watched yeah. that. My my favorite part was he gets uh, food delivered to his his room the first day, <laughs> and and they had forgot to put uh, utensils in his pack, and so he's just like, "Well, I guess this is just how it goes." So he's like <laughs> taking his pasta and dipping it in the sauce, and, eating it that way. and then after a few minutes, he's like. I think he like tries to use the lid of his yeah. sauce as a <laughs> as a spoon at some point. He's like, maybe that's what you're supposed to do. It's just hilarious to watch this guy try to figure it out. Yeah. And then he finally also, calls like like the PR rep or whatever, you know, like the the helper basically or whatever. And she's like, oh, you didn't get utensils? Oh yeah, I'll get you utensils. Yeah, you're supposed to bring your own utensils to the bubble. I thought everybody <laughs> had that on the checklist. Did you get that note? <laughs> We sent out a letter before the bubble. <laughs> it was on page 105 of the, <laughs> right. uh, of the, rules. Of the bubble agreement. That's right. Uh, so, uh, Joey, f- for clarification, is it is it a Matisse Thimble, Matisse Thibble, Matisse Tibble? Uh, I, I've gone with Tibble, but Tibble, not not Thimble. Uh, but I I could be wrong. I don't know. How, how do you pronounce it? I was doing Thibble. But I kind of like fiber. I like I like thimble better. Okay. Um, let me see what. Uh, let me see if he's got a I like nickname. Like Tibble here. sounds very Shakespearean to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so his his nicknames on Basketball Reference are Mathief. Mm. Oh, uh, that's nice. That nice. The, disru- the, 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 sorry, the disruptor, which is not a good one because I can't say it. Was <laughs> <laughs> down on that. The disruptor or Spider Man. So, uh, Mathief suggests that it's a TH, so maybe Matisse Thibel. Thibel. Sure. I don't know. Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, write in, or Google us, or tweet, or whatever you do, Matisse. <laughs> Please Google us. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how to say your name. Um, all right, so moving out to the Western Conference, uh, I think there's sort of a similar story. What happened to the one seed there? Uh, Lakers up two to one over Portland. They dropped game one, um, but they're back now in control. Uh, Colson, what do you think about this one? Portland's got it in the tank to to come back. I mean, yeah, I don't think this is the same story as um, Milwaukee. Like uh, the Blazers are incredibly dangerous and. I'm not exactly sure that the the Lakers have this figured out. Um, I think LeBron James is very clear that he doesn't want to lose this series and that he's not going to. Um, but I don't I don't think that means this is a douchebag sweep. I think the Blazers still get another game or two out of this one. Um, I still think Lakers come out, but um, the Blazers just create a ton of matchup problems for for the Lakers. And you know, outside of um, LeBron James and uh, Antonio Davis, like the the rest of the team doesn't look very good. Anth- Anthony Davis, sorry. There you go. Well done. <laughs> uh, the rest of the team doesn't look that good. You know, I thought the bigs would be able to dominate down low, and and you know, they're um, Dwight Howard and and Javale McGee just look pretty crappy. Yeah, I mean the big story in. Game two was Dame dislocated a finger. Uh, if you're yeah. uh, 
sensitive to that sort of thing. Do not YouTube that one. <laughs> 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 a little gnarly. Um, and it, it's, it's on his non-shooting hand, which obviously was great news, but you'll wonder how the pain is going to affect the guy come, come game time. And uh, uh, as you might expect, Dame is uh, superhuman and played yeah. great. Put up uh, 38 in game three. But the problem is uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis got it going at the same time for the first yeah. time in this series. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's just too, too much. LeBron has been excellent. He's just rocking 30 point triple doubles at this point. Um, he had a really off game too, but his team pulled it out around him in spite of having more turnovers than field goals go down in a game, which is very yeah. un LeBron like. And didn't yeah. he have only like 15 points in that game too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which but is Anthony Davis like as well. Put that team on his shoulders and, and got the job done. I mean, I hope you're right, Colson, but the Lakers seem to be hitting all the right notes right now. Yeah, they're getting there. And, and more bad news for Portland, Zach Collins uh, out with an ankle injury that requires surgery. So he's done, done for the season. Um, How much was he giving them, though, really? Well, uh, I don't know, but I just feel bad for the kid. Like, sure. he just battled oh, for back sure. from a <clears throat> a pretty bad injury to get healthy. And, you know, he he provides, you know, you know the, the, the Lakers have size, and he has size. So it's good yeah. for him to match up, and he can, he can do some things. He can hit some threes. And, uh, I thought, I, I've only caught snippets of this series, but... The bit of the game that I saw yesterday, I, I liked the way C.J. McCollum was looking a little bit. Um, he's also battling, it's like a back injury, right, or something like that. Um, yeah, isn't it like fractured vertebrae yeah, or something like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so whatever they did, whatever yoga he did before last night's <laughs> game was good because he looked comfortable. And obviously that would be huge if you know they can get him back to i mean i think yeah he's probably playing at 60 or 70 percent now and if they can get him up to 80 percent i think uh the yoga great, he was but... doing was the eyes on the cow position ah. <laughs> the eye cow technique <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's been a super entertaining series um one of the other storylines was uh, carmelo and lebron buddies playing each other uh, Melo had a huge third quarter in the last game, was just on fire and taking it right at LeBron. It was pretty fun. Mm. Um, you will not be surprised to learn that uh, when LeBron got the chance to be guarded by Carmelo, he ate that matchup up. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had eight free throws while <laughs> while Melo was guarding him. Uh, but entertaining matchup nonetheless. Yeah, there was some question about whether you know LeBron's too old to, you know, do this the way he used to do it. And he just started going to the rack in this last game at will. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. He's still LeBron. Yeah. If anybody needed a reminder, he's still an elite NBA ball player. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Next matchup Clippers V Dallas. This one seems a bit contentious. It's been some John Clippers are up two to one on right now. Um, they play later today, so by the time you hear it, uh, we'll know the outcome of that game. Um, I think uh, playoff P is is not that great. Kawhi is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think about this one, JT? 
Uh, Dallas got this. Are they going to get there? Uh, I mean, you summed it up there. I mean, Kawhi is great. Playoff B is chumps. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dallas caught a couple of bad breaks. Like, uh, Zing- poor Zingas got booted from game one. That, that hurt them. Game one or game two, I can't remember. Um, uh, bigger deal, though, is Luka Doncic rolled his ankle pretty badly in game three towards the end. Tried to come back out, but was pretty looked pretty hobbled. Um, I'm, I haven't read, actually. He's, I have yeah, no idea so if he's playing today or not. MRI came back negative, so yeah, he's a game-time decision. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> when they went to do the MRI on Sunday or whatever, apparently the MRI machine and the bubble was not working. <laughs> no, gosh. Oh, good. So it delayed his MRI. By a day, Ooh, per- so, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. He was just gonna ice and <laughs> rest it. Yeah, anyway. there's no it change. Make a huge difference, so. but I, I'm sure very frustrating for uh, a very panicky team because it, it looked for bad. sure. Yeah. Well, so um, he has been just brilliant um, offensively. Mm-hmm. He just he just orchestrates that team. The the, the Mavericks have the um, best offense in the NBA, mm-hmm. and. And you'd think that the Clippers, with these great wing defenders, would be able to slow that down. Um, but Luca just doesn't seem to be faced. He's just outstanding. He he finds ways to get um, the switches so that Kawhi and Paul George aren't on him, and then he just goes to work. Um, he's been masterful. And I think this, you know, I think Dallas is better than their seed, and I think this uh, this series goes long. So in our initial picks, we all picked the Clippers, and this the only person who had it going deep was Joey at seven. Um, Colson, you and I had him in five, and and Jason in the sweep. I, I mean, I'm with you. Luca has been amazing. I mean, this is his first playoff series now, yeah, and he's just coming out and taking mm-hmm. on two first, you know, all NBA team defenders, yeah, uh, and 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 making it look really good. Um, well, it's to, it's to been be f- impressive. To be fair, one of them is chumps. Uh, one of them is chumps. Yeah, <laughs> I think this goes six. Oh, don't you think? Uh, at this point, I, it's it's all uh, depends on if Luca can yeah, play. If right? Luke, like, yeah, like I mean, yeah. he he's is everything. That team, so right, yeah, yeah. And Dallas just needs more stuff to go right to win games than the Clippers do. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I've been surprised they haven't. Um, I sort of just assumed that the Clippers would. You know, just rotate Leonard and George on Doncic, but they've sort of kept Kawhi Leonard as the ace in the hole and haven't like mm-hmm. really put the the claw to clamp him down yet. That's like their break in in case of emergency. Exactly, ace, which is, like, <laughs> scary. Yeah. So. If they're down in the fourth quarter tonight, watch out for that matchup. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, Utah v. Denver. I haven't watched much of this one, but uh, Utah is up 2-1. to one. I did see uh, Donovan Mitchell was dumping points in, as he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's Who's got a good read on this series? Well, this is going uh, crazy, right? The first game was super close. When it, was it double overtime? No, it's single overtime. The Nuggets win that one. Uh, but then the Jazz have just destroyed the Nuggets the last two games. Game oh, yeah. three, they won by almost 40 points. Whoa. They were up uh, like 60 at one point, I think. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> uh, I admittedly haven't watched a ton of the series, but if I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm definitely worried about those 
results. Um, yeah, have you have I didn't you watched see, this, Colton? I I have. I've I've watched this. As, this is the, one of those midday games that's kind of on while I'm at work, and and we're not super busy yet. So I've seen a lot of this. I I really didn't have much faith that Utah could play well without uh, Bogey. Right, a big long defender shooter seems essential to make the makeup of this team work. Um, Utah just looks great. They just they're moving the ball. Um, they're moving pieces, people. <laughs> they're just and. Denver just looks out of sorts. They just get hit by these waves of scoring and they just kind of, they look dazed and confused. Um, it's, it's been amazing to watch. Um, I, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell goes off for 57 in game one, which is, is it the third highest scoring playoff total of all time? Is that correct? It's, it's up there. And, um, you know, and they lose, and you go, well, see, Utah is not going to be able to win this series, and then just to come back, um, and he hasn't had to do the same level of scoring to have them, you know, just abuse Denver, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that Utah could play some defense, um, but Denver's just so good on the offensive end of the court. I really thought they were ready to take a leap in the playoffs this year. Uh, I mean, I mean, they couldn't even muster 90 points in game three. Yeah. I, I mean, this is just not yeah. the team I thought I was going to see in this series. And I'm a little disappointed in that. Um, that game one was amazing, but after that, it, it, it hasn't been a very enticing series at all. A lot of fast forwarding going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the different plays at, at such a so slow pace. It's, it's hard for them to get back into games when, when Utah hits them with a barrage. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of that's because they run through Jokic, who's kind of a slow plotting player. Um, but you would you would hope that they could slow down the game and take control of the pace, and they just haven't been able to do it. These guys again play tonight. They get the late game tonight, so maybe this will be tied up by the time you hear this, fans. Yep. But um, I don't. I, I I just didn't see Utah being this much better than them, and you know. I mean, you got to love that, you know, Mitchell has the playoff gene or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's just awesome for the league in general. The more of those guys that we have, like, the better. So that I like seeing. I I am surprised, yeah, because based on what we saw last year, I was super stoked about Jokic, um, playoff Jokic, and that hasn't really come to fruition as far as I can tell yet, so... Well, and, and Michael Porter Jr. just hasn't, he's not ready, you know, right. not ready for the moment. Right. And, you know, he will ideally grow into that, but, you know, that's not proving out this series. Sure. Uh, last matchup is the 4-5 uh, Houston v. Oklahoma City. Houston's up 2-1. to one. Colson, uh, this is uh, your favorite player against Harper's favorite coach. Um, yeah. Colson, what do you what do you think is going to happen for the rest of this one? Uh, well, I picked this one to go seven, and that whoever uh, shit the bed hardest uh, would lose. I think that's how I went with it. Um, but Houston has looked dominant. Uh, the Thunder eked this one out. Um, and I think I think if the Thunder can keep these games close, um, they can out execute uh, the Rockets down the stretch. Um, they're more efficient. I think their clutch numbers are the best in the league. 
Um, it's just that the Rockets just hit you so hard with all these threes, and James Harden is being James Harden. He's unguardable. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I underestimated how good um, Harden uh, is, which I always do. Um, I think if the Thunder can somehow keep a few more of these games close, they can win a few more, but otherwise this thing is over pretty quick. Yeah, you should definitely stop undervaluing Harden. Yeah, he <laughs> is just absolutely incredible. Just watching him is insane. He hits three-pointers like layups. He gets to the rim at will. Um, he's unguardable. Still no Westbrook in this series. Um OKC has actually found a matchup that they like really well for Harden. Uh, what's the guy's name? Dort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's just doing an amazing job on him, uh, as well as I've seen anybody defend James Harden in this league this season. Uh, that said, they, you know, Houston goes up 2-0, and it takes Harden fouling out plus overtime for OKC to take a game three, right? right? right so right. Uh, I just I don't, I don't think OKC's got enough... Uh, Got enough in the tank here to really make this a, a super long series. I think Houston goes and takes care of business in Game Four. Yeah. Do we know if uh, Westbrook is set to come back anytime soon? I haven't really heard much in the way of updates. It just seems like he's on the day to day. Okay. And they haven't needed him at this point. Yeah. So. The, yeah. I guess it yeah. doesn't. Matter. Let him rest. <laughs> yeah. Got this Harden guy. He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You guys got that covered. All right. Well, that is where we stand for the playoffs as of uh, Sunday, the 23rd. Jason, do you have an undergoogable for us? I do. So so my dog gets these, uh, I think they're called Bark Box. So once a month mm. we get a new box with treats and new toys and stuff like that. And they always have a theme. This this month's theme was uh, it's carnivals or whatever. Um, and so one of the stuffed animals was a, was a, a runaway goat, um, that had like a, you know, stolen a bunch of tickets or something like that. Anyway, so we're playing with the toy and Doc's, Doc plays like keep away, basically. You like throw the toy and then he tries to like run to his bed. And so I try to like grab it and so I'm like running after him. And I'm like, Doc, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get that goat. I'm going to get your goat. And so then I thought, <laughs> where does that phrase come from? Get your goat. I'm gonna get your goat. Interesting. Nice. We think it's not from the bark box. That's not where that phrase originated. <laughs> <laughs> me running after my dog. No. So can we get a can we get a definition of the phrase? I'm gonna get your goat. Do, do we know what it's? That's a good question. It, it's kind of like something that that really. Um, Uh, what is it? It it hits you right where, right where it hurts. Really, gets, it agitates gets you, you in a in exactly. a profound way. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like pushing your buttons. Yeah. yeah. Like losing plus insult to injury sort of scenario. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Something like that. Like, does this go back to like livestock trade? Um. Horse racing, kind of horse racing involved. I, was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the way that they probably used to arbitrate 
many community disagreements was probably through livestock. I mean, it probably mm. substituted for currency for a sure. long time. Sure. For sure. Uh, so if somebody gets your goat, it means that, uh, you know, maybe some elder had uh, decided against you in some sort of yeah. dispute. You lost you the gotta, uh, dispute. Yeah. You could that hold dude. it over them later. So you yep. got your goat, bitch. I got your goat. <laughs> <laughs> and I painted eyes on his butt, so. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking. The other thing I was thinking was maybe, uh, like, you know, if somebody's goats were very important to them, like just as as property, you know, if they were stolen, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I don't know if you, but I don't know if you would brag about that, you know, if you stole something from them, because I feel like that's like a no, but you you, know you would feel the pain of that, you know, like from the if your goat was being stolen. You would, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you got, would say that uh, really got my goat. Somebody got my goat. Yeah. Okay. I hate it when people take my goat. Uh, okay, so these are all very literal. Uh, very literal. Yeah. Things. I wonder if it was Is like it? a cat got your tongue sort of thing, right? Like, uh, um, where there's no it's it's the cat of nine tails, right, or something like that. Is that what it ended up? What that one was? I can't remember. Well, we do these things so often, I forget. I learned nothing from this show. Um, no, well, yeah, I wonder if it's a metaphor. Um, and and the goat being um, a metaphor for I, outside of wealth, for I can't your, come up with it for your pride or something like for that. For your pride, that's what it was uh, we did kid gloves where um, the uh, the goat hair mm-hmm. was very fine and soft. Um, I, I can't get anything outside of like, I think this is Ireland. Um, and it's, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Ireland, Irish court law. That's where it's coming from. <laughs> wow. That's very specific. Yeah. Very specific. Wait. Okay. Okay. In 1643. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say 1628, but I'll take 40. Yeah, I wonder if it goes back further than that. If it if it is really like going back to the days of like goats as like one of your most valuable pieces of property and everything's in a in agrarian culture, like that goes back to like Mesopotamia or something like that, right? Like, well, you know, uh, goats do a lot of uh, lawn management. Like, what if what if um, if your lawn was unkempt, you'd be like, oh yeah, my neighbor's got my goat. It's like go-to excuse for uh, exactly, exactly. I let him borrow the mower. Essentially, you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm gonna use that next time my yard is unkempt. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, neighbors. Exactly. Joe would give me my goat back. That's right. <laughs> what do you? Do you have a do you have a goat guy? Do you have a goat guy? I think it's falconry. You think it's falconry? Okay. <laughs> So no, you're I saying Mesopotamia, Jason. I think it goes back a long way, so that's my guess. I think it probably goes pretty deep and is probably fairly locked into the idiom. So you're going to end up with, you know, it was probably in use for a long time before Shakespeare wrote it down or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I mean, yeah, basically, I 
Not Did, the news. Didn't the pagans always have a bunch of stuff with goats? Wasn't there like a bunch of goat sex parties with the pagans? I don't think that's what it was. Like maybe that that it no. Was, no, I think that you're. Uh... Are you thinking of like the bacchanal or something? <laughs> I feel like again we've done a bunch of these where there's a, always a goat sex party somehow. I did think I do think that at some point that you know, anytime anybody was you know for basically for any occasion you, you slaughter a goat right like okay um, sure. <laughs> I mean any good occasion any occasion yeah right <laughs> any occasion worth. A dam. You slaughter a goat. I feel like in the Bible, you, you know, God would say something, and they're like, yeah, like, yeah, hold on, let me go kill a goat, and I'll be right back. And <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, wasn't uh, Abraham supposed to kill Isaac, and then at the last second, God said that he could replace it with a goat? You're the, I think you're our Bible guy. I don't know how, Just, I mean, if Abraham hadn't had a goat on him, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> To call his neighbor uh, up and be like, "You got my goat, right? <laughs> Otherwise, I have to kill my kid." <laughs> Can I get back that goat back? Uh, well, seems like it might be horse racing. No way. Yes, uh, you said that in jest up front. And... Yeah. Um. According to Dictionary.com, this expression comes from a tradition in horse racing. Uh, thought to have a calming effect on high-strung thoroughbreds, a goat was placed in the horse's stall on the night before the race. Unscrupulous opponents would then steal the goat in an effort to upset the horse and cause it to lose the race. Uh, in uh, It really? seems like it, it appears... Uh, in 1904, for the first time, maybe. Yeah, everything I'm seeing is like early 1900s. Uh, yeah, yeah. First imprint is, oh, 1909. Stevens Point Daily Journal. I also like so basically the stuff I'm, I'm I'm reading is essentially if it's not that and I think there's no uh, concrete evidence that it, it yeah that it, is it doesn't that. seem to be that well founded. But if it's not that, then nobody has any idea. Right, right. It may have something to do with scapegoating. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, given what we've learned through these things before, I'm, I guess, not really shocked that it would come from horse racing. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, added to the list now of Shakespeare, falconry, and uh, nautical things, horse right? Yeah. yeah, horse racing is definitely getting up there. I think Urban Dictionary is doing it right, though. <laughs> some of it... Some... Some of those, some of the taunts that they uh, are are uh, offering are, quote, "Better keep that goat tied up. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for helping me. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if we we learned anything. We we it it it's potentially horse racing or no one knows. Right. Yeah. 
Which but is, that's that's fine. That's knowledge, I suppose. That. It's yeah. further than we were. Sure. It really gets my goat that we can't answer this. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing some horse racing recently? It went down to the wire. Oh, my goodness. The callback. <laughs> you know I don't remember that. Yeah, you don't want to look this gift horse in the mouth, you know? <laughs> all right gentlemen anything else you got before uh we end this this show no uh no more passive aggressive uh come on pacers get a win just come on yeah <laughs> i really just don't want to be swept at it this is just ugh, ugh. yeah yeah we don't want that again yeah three out of four years we just that's not where we want to be not at all. Well, we are going to get out of here. We'll be back with you, I don't know, real soon here, probably after uh, we win game four. And uh, that is August 24th, Monday, so tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on TNT. And they are, if you are in the uh, broadcast area, they are still on Fox Sports as well. Um, so you can watch those uh, without the national announcers if you so choose but until then you could reach us on social media we are on twitter at undebeatables we're on facebook.com slash the undebeatables our website the undebeatables.com is a contact form you can send us a message there or send us an email shout out at the undebeatables.com we got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store for our once and always hall of fame coach bobby sick Turn out the lights, the party's over. Man, he was just so angry. He, he was, he was. That just reminded me, I gotta go find that clip. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. He's a good slick rant right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it too, because I mean, he's employed by the team and he's like ripping the current coach a new one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was beside himself pretty much. Just couldn't Hell. understand. We were down 18 in game in a must win. It's understandable. He was feeling uh, what we all everyone's were feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and he, if anything, is the voice of Pacers fan consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's right. For sure. He didn't hold back. Shout out. Shout out, Slick. Shout out.